we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for March 8th, 2021. And if you were just coming from the last part, I gave you a description of um, this is segueing from the last part where we were talking about Papua New Guinea and Kuru and mad cow disease and variant CJD and prions. And Dave Hodges had a report that came out today that said, watch Papua New Guinea, which I'm like, I just watched a 51 minute documentary about basically Papua New Guinea and Kuru. And I don't think I've ever done that in my life. And then I see this, but now this is talking about Ebola. Then I had a listener this week email me about what Steve Quayle is saying about Ebola and how that may be the next plague they're going to unleash. We had the COVID-19 and Steve evidently believes and evidently Dave Hodges believes and others believe that the next one may be Ebola. Now we've talked a lot about Ebola in previous teachings from years back. You can key in Ebola. I mean, I've got a whole protocol for it that we've put out and all kind of stuff. Um, COVID-imposed martial law has lessened the resistance to the takeover. However, Ebola could be the real kill shot. What would you say if it could be demonstrated that the Centers for Disease Control owns the patent on Ebola and all Ebola treatment? Well, just like they do COVID-19. Yeah, same thing. And look at what they did with COVID-19 to, to use that scamdemic, you know, to do all of the nefarious, evil, wicked things that have been done. Now, I'm not saying, like gonna make some kind of dogmatic statement saying ebola is gonna whatever but what we're trying to do is is give you a heads up in if that does happen i don't want you to be caught flat-footed i don't want my listeners to have never for that have been like the first time they hear about it and it's already something really really bad i did the same thing with covid19 i was talking about it before you know most of the other ministries probably were um, so I'm going to go ahead and play a little clip from, uh, Dave regarding this. When I saw this, this watch Papua New Guinea report. The world health organization has bigger things to worry about than COVID. You're going, Oh, oh my gosh, Dave, they're calling it a, it's a pandemic. Yes. That's what they're calling it. You can call it what you want, but there's something looming out there that has the attention of the World Health Organization, and they have now reprioritized in this direction. Oh, you'll be hearing about it in the next couple of days. I don't know how much in the mainstream media you're gonna hear about, but the World, Health, the World Health Organization is already talking about this. They have discovered cases in New Guinea, not of COVID, but of Ebola. And what is out there is the fear that the World Health Organization is saying that the Ebola is in such a state of distribution in New Guinea that it's gonna quite easily spread to other countries. Well, what other countries are out there? Oh, gee, New Zealand, Australia, China, world travelers, right? World travelers. And I remember when Ebola came here, what was it, six, seven years ago, and I roundly criticized Obama 
for not stopping air traffic from West Africa. He never did. Trump got criticized and he shut off the travel out of China pretty quickly. Yet the Democrats said, you waited too long. <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen out of New Guinea. I wonder what's going to happen with New Guinea. If we know it's a problem, and if the World Health Organization has already acknowledged this is a major concern, should we be not moving to close this down? <clears throat> Excuse me, or am I hitting the panic button too soon? But we were told by social media way back when, don't question anything the World Health Organization has to say. Okay, I'm being a good little soldier and I'm saying they're concerned. And so am I. Because to me, if you line up, and by the way, I've, I've got two exacerbating factors with COVID. Two. And I'm going to make this statement for myself personally based on my risk factors with COVID. You show me Ebola and you show me COVID and I had to choose one of them. I ain't choosing Ebola. This is really serious. Now, perhaps the World Health Organization's in error. Maybe that's not correct, but I don't think so. And I think that once we determine the course of this, then we need to scream like hell. Because COVID's one thing. You put Ebola in an environment, nursing home, movie theater, football stadium, doesn't matter. It's highly contagious and it kills over 90% of the people that contract it. And the death is agonizing. You're praying for the end to come when it really comes. Now, Dave won't tell you one thing about how to fight it, because I'll tell you everything, or almost everything you need. You would need to do to fight it. You know, um, it's obvious its mechanism, how it works, and what it does. And we're going to get into that later. I'm, I'm going to show you exactly what you would want to do and be prepared for. So, kudos to the World Health Organization. Okay, whatever. Seriously, for jumping on this early, I, I want to say, good job. Uh, yeah. Because I remember when COVID came here and I said, yeah, as many issues as there seems to be with this, there are things that are worse than COVID. And I said that and Ebola was one of the things I said back in March of last year, a year ago. I said, well, I said, this may be serious. We didn't know what we were dealing with then when I said this. Uh, but I said, at least it's not Ebola. Okay, so the report on this, though, uh, the World Health Organization recently published the following. And this is what I believe uh, Dave was in reference to. On February 14, 2021, Ministry of Health of, um, New, of really Papua New Guinea informed the WHO of a cluster of Ebola virus disease cases in subprefecture. Uh, <clears throat> and 
it says this is between the January 18th and February 13th. The cases showed symptoms of diarrhea, vomiting, bleeding after attending the burial of another relative, a 51-year-old nurse, on February 1st, 2021. The WHO went on to say that they expect the current Ebola outbreak to spread to other countries. Now, this is Dave Hodges talking because he actually wrote a report about this as well. He said, it's my contention, <clears throat> and Steve Quayle agrees as well, it is my contention that COVID was a destabilizing factor that put the world and the United States under a crushing form of martial law. Well, form of martial law, yeah. However, the kill shot will be the dreaded Ebola. Now, he's speculating, okay? I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far and say, it's definitely Ebola that's coming next, and we know that. But I want you to at least be aware that that could develop. <clears throat> and considering the WHO had the patents on all the Ebola you know, viruses and the patent on the COVID-19, well, that should tell us that they've got plans for those things. Now, <clears throat> the suffering, pain, and misery cannot be over-exaggerated. I warned about Ebola first in 2014, then again in 2019. And, and again, I have two, you can reference those those older reports by doing a keyword search at contendingfortruth.com. After reading this article, it will become much harder for the cognitive dissidents crowd in America to deny that the globalist kill shot Ebola will soon be here. Well, again, that's speculation. I'm not going to get dogmatic about this. But yeah, is it is it something that could happen? Sure. Amazingly, the CDC owns the patent on Ebola and all future strains. The summary of the invention section of the patent document also clearly claims that the u.s government is claiming ownership over all ebola viruses that share as little as 70 percent similarity with the ebola it invented why would a government organization claim to have invented this infectious disease and then claim a monopoly over its exploitation for its commercial use it is clear the cdc plans to claim royalties on ebola vaccines this certainty certainly increases the likelihood that the vaccines will become Mandatory, thus increasing the profit potential for patent holders. <clears throat> I noted the following back in 2014 and again in 2015 clearly, and this is what has been suspected for decades. Ebola is a man-made, and this patent proves this intention of the CDC to profit from a future pandemic. First, how do I know that Ebola is man-made? Well, it is illegal to own something from nature, and no patent would be granted. So, in other words, if it was purely something that was created in nature, then no patent would be granted on it. With that established, we will then have to ask the question, why does the CDC need to own the patent on Ebola? Perhaps we should ask Bill Gates why he previously donated $50 million to the UN and the CDC in the name of fighting Ebola. And even though most of the published evidence has been scrubbed, there still remains the aforementioned patent and other documents which I preserved in hard copies. <clears throat> Please allow me to, to digress even further about Bill Gates. Gates was behind the pro-polio distribution to third world in which hundreds of thousands of children were paralyzed and killed from this sponsored vaccine. Gates was the driving force behind the failed Common Core education program. His computers were exclusively used in the administration of this failed education experiment. The Gates, Minions, Fauci, and Bricks led America down the primrose path of national destruction of economy, small businesses, civil liberties, long-range military spending, etc., through the incessant fear-mongering of COVID, which, for the first time in history, we quarantine the healthy. Most of the country is still under medical martial law without rhyme or reason. 
Then, America's facing enormous food inflation and encroaching shortages. Fuel costs resulting from illegitimate regime inhabiting the White House have been greatly increased with unavoidable catastrophic coming catastrophe coming in grocery stores since all our food is shipped. Bill Gates is now the largest owner of farmland in America as well. What could possibly go wrong? Now, we have the new COVID uh, Ebola. Give it a few months. Bill and Linda... Bill and Linda Gates will rear their ugly head once again as they do, and the misery will surely follow. One can always find the lovely couple, Bill and Melinda, Melinda Gates, in which place they, uh, in which place suffering soon will visit. It's like death and hell follow them. You know, I call this incarnate evil. You yeah. know, I agree. It's just weird. It's just like all this stuff was weirdly tying together in the last day. You know, with you know Papua New Guinea and Kuru and. CJD, and then now Ebola breaking out of there, and it's just mm, weird, weird stuff. Then I got this from a listener <clears throat> uh, this week, Gwendolyn, and she said, Dr. Johnson, I don't know if you listen to Steve Quayle or the Q Files, but I have been a subscriber for his, of his for years. No, I, I just don't have time to, but it's, it's like a subscription thing you pay for. I want to share a warning about an upcoming bioweaponized release of Ebola. Now, this is before Dave said anything about Ebola this week. To hear this and more updates by him, you you have to subscribe to the Q-Files. I felt like God wanted me to share this update with you as you are a Christian with medical expertise to truly help people with real medicine and supplements. Steve states that pure copper will destroy bioweaponized Ebola as well as the coronavirus. I don't know if it's quite that easy because, <clears throat> again... It's just like I would say for the silver, if your immune system is shot and you, you have your all your stores of zinc and selenium and vitamin C, but vitamin C you, you have to actually take from the outside in. You can't manufacture it. Uh, iodine, if all those things are gone out of the system, which feed the primary immune system, yes, I'm not saying the silver doesn't act like a, second, a great secondary immune system, but I wouldn't want to rely on the silver ad infinitum to do the work of my primary immune system. The other things that I mentioned just now, the selenium, the zinc, the vitamin C, the D3, um, the iodine, a good uh, calcium, <clears throat> those are things that feed the primary immune system, which keep us from getting sick in the first place. The silver acts like a secondary immune system. Um, so I'm not going to... Yes, copper does have those types of properties as well. Um, you know, you just want to, with copper, <clears throat> you wouldn't want to really mega dose on copper, okay? Because just like you don't really, really want to mega dose on zinc because you're dealing with, with metals there and they're just not something that you want to go nuts on, okay? Vitamin C, if you take too much, you'll get diarrhea, all right? Calcium, you know, kind of a similar thing there but not you're not going to get diarrhea if you take too much calcium but <clears throat> copper zinc those types of things I, I typically will keep the dosages at some type of reasonable level yes you could take more for short bursts but i wouldn't stay on high doses long term because you're dealing with a metal there uh <clears throat> but, but i'm not i'm not disputing what he's saying that pure copper can kill weaponized ebola as well as the coronavirus uh then he she says in a few days i plan to order the 10,007 ppm silver 
Um, she got the last of my personal stock. So if you want to order that particular strength, you uh, you would need to go to dr-johnson.com, which is the site and vibe put up for me back in 2016. <clears throat> so it's dr-johnson.com. And there's a little link in the right-hand corner where you can order. Uh, and then she says, I, I want to order your strongest C. Well, I'll, come on, I'll comment on that in a second, vitamin C. And then she asked, she said, I want to ask you about a pure liquid copper supplement that you know of to be the purest and highest quality. And I said, yes, I've got two copper products. Um, one, is a, one is a pill from Biotics, which is good. It's in a food base. It's excellent. Uh, that's excellent. And then I also have one from Trace Minerals, the company Trace Minerals, a liquid ionic copper that is in a base of 72 other trace minerals. I would say probably as far as absorbability, that would be the highest, most potent one I've got. But man, does it have a bad taste. I'm telling you, it is. I tried it again yesterday just to, oh, is it bad? <clears throat> it's bad. Um, but it's probably the better as far as of absorbability of the two. And the one copper I have from Biotics is 14 for a 100-count bottle, and the two ounces of the ionic copper is 11. So they're not super expensive products. Then, as far as my vitamin C products go, <clears throat> I, I wrote on here, and this is straight from my COVID-19 supplement regime, which would be the same for this. With Ebola, what we know for sure is there are two things that are rapidly depleted with Ebola, and that's vitamin C and it's selenium. Okay. Typically, the areas where Ebola outbreaks happen the worst are areas where there is where there's almost no selenium in the soil and they're not getting any vitamin C in their diet. And even if they were, it would, it would depend to deplete it very, very quickly once you've contracted Ebola. Um, <clears throat> if fighting off something, I recommend that every adult take 6 to 12 grams, grams, so that's 1,000 milligrams, of vitamin C per day. But you can go double if you feel you're infected, double that dosage. But you're going to probably get diarrhea if you go much higher. For optimum dosing, space, space your dosages out every two to four hours, ideally. And that way, you're going to minimize the chance of getting diarrhea. Okay, If you're taking high dosages, lower, lower you won't. That won't happen at all. So I've got, right now, I've got five different um, vitamin C products. I've got the my two from an eight. I've got the vitamin C powder from an eight and the C400 tablets. And then I've got the one from Biotics, the BioC Plus 1000, which is probably the best middle of the road of the three as far as value and potency that's that one's pretty tough to beat and then i've got the mega c defense gummies which would be more better for kids or, or just let's say something that just well the, the vitamin c powder is really good too from an eight tastes excellent so those two are great for kids and for people that don't like to take pills and then i did get and i mentioned this i don't know teaching or two ago the Farmax vitamin c powder I got that back, 8.8 .8 ounce. There's like, I don't know how many servings, over 200 or something in it. But that one, it's not ascorbic acid, okay, which I, I do not like ascorbic acid because most of the time you're getting it and it's from GMO sources. They get it from GMO corn, and that's um, <clears throat> just one aspect of the vitamin C molecule. Um it's a magnesium ascorbate 
based vitamin C powder and it's only 33 so if you just want something that's you know got a lot of bang for the buck maybe not the highest not the highest quality one that I've got but boy boy you get a lot of servings good for like having that for like a pandemic survival type scenario anyway those are the ones I've got now what I did here is I posted my Ebola recommendations and supplement protocol and this is the one that I posted from before but now I've updated it a little bit more with the products we talk about Ebola we give you the Ebola protocol if you're going to use the silver okay the Invive silver and I would say probably if you were if you had every financial uh, advantage you could have you'd probably want to use 10-7 against Ebola okay you can use 5,000 Anyway, it's all in here. I'm not going to read it all. Uh, this is straight from Invive. They're telling you actually how to go after Ebola. And then that's just if you're going to use the silver. Understand something. If you're doing what they're saying and what I'm telling you to do with the vitamin C, the selenium, and yeah, go ahead and add in copper. I'd probably add in zinc too. Um, D3 wouldn't hurt. But if you're doing those other things, you're not going to need to take as much of the silver. Because instead of putting all your eggs in one basket with the silver, which is the most expensive option I offer. Of course, it's not me that's setting the price. It's in Vive. I have nothing to do with the, the pricing scheme. It's not that you're getting not getting a lot compared to what you would get at a, at a health food store if you start to do comparison shopping. Okay, You're getting a ton. But it's still the most expensive option I have. Uh, so... If you, do, if you do a little bit of everything, though, you're going to save a lot of money and you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and generally taking a balanced approach is better. Anyway, I give you all the particulars on that. I give you the seleniums. I, I carry four different seleniums right now. I would say of, of all the seleniums right now that I've got, the one I tend to lean toward the most is the one from Biotics, the SE Zyme Forte, because it's double the dosage of... Um, the one by innate which is a food based a food state one but then again this one's also in a food base it's double the dosage and it's you get a few more pills and it's just a better value and it's almost half the price so the one from biox the sc zyme forte is probably the best value now i've got two liquids uh and again the liquids man they're they don't taste the greatest okay i'm just warning you <laughs> but as far as what you would get as far as just sheer volume of selenium the genestra selenium cws that i have it only comes at a 15 millimeter but you're getting a ton of doses in there okay it's not probably the, it's not going to be as good as these ones that are in a food base but again it's like that other vitamin c that i just recommended if you just wanted to have if you're on a budget you want to have just one thing in there a bottle of that will go a long way okay it's like $14. So, um, anyway, I give you all the information in here that I just told you about how when Ebola breaks, when, when they have Ebola outbreaks, what they've seen is it's the complete removal of all vitamin C from the body. No one actually knows what mechanism is involved in doing this other than a malfunction that is not permanently destructive to whatever it is triggered to remove all the vitamin C. All the researchers know is that C drops to zero. And all the symptoms of, of Ebola are consistent with a complete loss of C. Well, what would that be? Well, you need vitamin C. And 
usually the bioflavonoids that go along with that in order to maintain your veins, maintain your um, venous type pathways. If you don't have that, if you lose all C, what ends up happening is that's why you end up bleeding from every orifice of the body. Because when you remove all C, it's not good. Um, okay, so I'll explain that. The actual way Ebola kills is caused by a severe cytokine release in the blood vessel walls, which, if already irritated by a viral assault, will rupture from the irritation caused by a strong cytokine release. With regard to Ebola, this exact cytokine is called IL-6, which is inhibited uh, 41% with adequate amounts of vitamin C present. Okay, This means that from this mode of action alone, vitamin C will reduce the impact of Ebola by 41%. If you combine this with the fact that vitamin C will strengthen the blood vessel walls as well, the two ways vitamin C helps to work in combination to prevent death from Ebola, especially if it's Ebola, um, which removes all vitamin C and weakens the blood vessel walls by removing C to begin with. So it, it's working on, on a couple of different pathways. And so I would say if you just could have one thing that you were doing for Ebola, you'd want it to be the vitamin C. Okay, this, the selenium would be second and, you know, go ahead, throw in your copper. I'm not going to put all my eggs in that one basket with copper. Copper will activate the vitamin C molecule. In fact, actually, food state vitamin C molecule complex actually has organic copper as part of its makeup, meaning the way that vitamin C would occur in an orange. Okay, part of it, there is an organic um, copper in the vitamin C molecule. I've got into that in other teachings. Anyway, I give you my the, the products I've got. And then I, all the stuff on selenium. Uh, Ebola and other deadly viruses, including HIV, might be stimulated by deficiencies of the mineral selenium. Zaire, where Ebola and HIV viruses first appeared, may be a viral hot zone. Lots well, because they were probably introduced into those areas by Bill Gates because of low selenium in the soil and widespread selenium deficiencies among people living off the land. Um, so selenium plays another really, really, really important part in the whole thing. So anyway, that's all I'll say about that. Um, let's go further here. Now, here we go. We're still along this same line of weird thinking where we're talking about cannibalism. Um, <clears throat> we're talking about Kuru you know, eating people's, you know, that where they're eating people's brains and them grinding up cows, brains and all, and feeding them back to cows or other animals. Cannibalism. We're talking about the cannibalism, the, the culture, culturing vaccines off aborted babies, injecting them into people, which is also a form of cannibalism. Then we got this. CDC posts updated the zombie preparedness information. Do they know something we don't? Why has the CDC just released a zombie apocalypse preparedness guide? Steve Quayle says the Center for Disease Creation is prepping the population for full-scale, bioweaponized zombie virus release so they can say they warned us ahead of time, in my opinion. Now, this may also relate to the whole Ebola thing that Steve has evidently been talking about. Um, it also very, very well may relate to the whole prion, Kuru thing variant cjd as well 
I don't know. But it's just weird how all of this stuff just kind of was dropped in my lap this week. Um, my comment, who knows what kinds of changes these vaccinated masses will experience down the road as their DNA is being rewritten. Also, in an instant, the 5G around them can instruct all the nanotech they got from the vaccines to carry out their intended operation. Maybe that hasn't been activated yet, guys. Maybe maybe none of the, the, the nanobots that are in these people have been actually... Because like I said, they've, they've said it in their research that the 5G of their phone or a 5G base station will update the nanotech in them from the shots. So, also in an instant, the 5G around them can instruct all the nanotech they got from the vaccines to carry out their intended operations. Uh, <clears throat> what that is, only God knows. Hollywood has bombarded humanity for many years with all this zombie apocalypse stuff. So who knows where this is going to end up? Again, I'm just here to warn, you know. Much of the uh, advice offered by the CDC zombie preparedness website is applicable to many different emergencies, just not a zombie apocalypse, with the exception of statements like, quote, when zombies are hungry, they won't stop until they get food, i.e. brains. Now, this is right off their website. Um, how do you get Kuru? How do you get mad cow disease? How, how do you get, the, well, you get it from eating the nervous system tissue, primarily the brains of either a human or, in a cow's case, another cow, which creates these prions, which creates these diseases. And isn't it weird that they're saying when zombies are hungry, they won't stop until they get food, i.e. brains? right on their own CDC website. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. I'm not being dogmatic. I'm not saying we're going to have a zombie apocalypse next week. I'm just saying. I really want... And then, you know, there's that weird show, I Am Legend, that I play... I, I played the clip of over and over where at the start, the scientist talks about how they've got, you know, 100% cure rate on cancer. And um, everybody gets the shot in humanity, and then it says four years later, and then all humanity is basically dead, other than the zombies that are still existing, and or the very, very few people that weren't susceptible to um, being turned into zombies from the vaccine. Hmm. And the vaccines created all those zombies that were left. I'm sure there's no predictive programming there whatsoever. I'm sure that all the predictive programming from Hollywood and um, that show that's really popular, the, I don't know, whatever that show is about the zombies, that just keeps going and going and going. I'm sure none of that, there's no end game with any of that. I'm sure there's no end game with the alien agenda. It's all just funny games and stuff. I'm sure they're maybe not prepping us or warning us, which is, a Luciferian Kabbalistic principle to do. Again, I'm not going to be dogmatic because God is greater, and I'm not saying God can't intervene and stop whatever plans Satan has, but I do want you to at least have a kind of a heads up. So in this webpage, they've got all these weird pictures of zombies and zombie posters, and they've got their zombie preparedness blog. There are all kinds of emergencies out there we can prepare for. Take a zombie apocalypse, for example, and all these links for zombie preparedness for educators. Looking to teach preparedness in the classroom? We've got full lesson plans for you. 
and your students. And then a zombie preparedness poster you can get. Um, and all these, I give you the links to all this stuff. It's straight off the CDC website. Looking for an entertaining way to introduce emergency preparedness? Check out our graphic novella, which uses the idea of zombie apocalypse to demonstrate the importance of preparedness. Um, so now, I have reported on this before. This page has been up there a long time, but they just updated it on February 23rd of this year. And then we have this. Bill Gates, Microsoft, in 2016, they said that we can program complex behaviors using DNA. A three-strand DNA is confirmed. Now, they're openly admitting to this at Microsoft. And this was back in 2016. Uh, and I'm reporting from this, this article, imagine a biological computer that operates inside a living cell. Now, I believe we've already got this going on with the COVID shots because of the nanotech in the COVID shots. And guess what? Who gave you, who was, who was really behind the, the mega, mega, mega push for the COVID shots? Who was the, really the one that orchestrated it all? way before it ever happened well it was bill gates and his dr philip andrews head of the biocomputation research at microsoft said imagine a biological computer that operates inside a living cell well that's the nanobots and the nanorobots that i've been telling you about that are in these shots the problem we're trying to solve is really trying to have a more sophisticated diagnosis that can happen automatically inside cells in this project we're trying to use dna as a programmable material they, they mean and they were admitting to this back in 2016 and that was according to dr neil dachau the a scientist at microsoft research to me the most striking part in this video is the confirmation that they are after the three-stranded DNA technology that Anthony Patch brought up in a 2014 interview, which also earned us a ban from YouTube. Now, we have talked about three-stranded DNA as well. We'll get into that as well. Microsoft are essentially trying to sense, analyze, and control molecular information. Um, George Seelig associate professor at the Gates-funded University of Washington, said, Moderna describes messenger RNA, which is what's in our illustrious COVID-19 vaccines, as a information molecule and even trademarked the name mRNAOS, meaning messenger RNA operating system. I've, I've told you the vaccines are an operating system. We've done reports on that. They're programmable. They're going to be, they're programmable by your 5G phone and 5G base stations or wherever you can get a 5G signal. That's why they're so desperate to get it into all of us. Talk about mass mind control at the flick of a switch potentially. I mean, I don't know what, what the capabilities are, but I, it cannot be good. We have Moderna's head honcho on tape describing the messenger RNA vaccine as a information therapy. Um, he said the messenger RNA jobs are rewriting the genetic code. We call it information therapy. Now, 
I'm going to play you later a clip of Dr. Sherry Tenpenny was being interviewed by Alex Jones, and she said on there, she flat out said that there these messenger RNAs aren't messing with your your DNA. I, I couldn't disagree more. She's the only one I've heard say that. Even the guys at Microsoft are saying, and th this is Moderna, one of the main vaxes, one of the main va COVID-19 kill shots. Moderna boss, right on stage, is saying the messenger RNA jabs are rewriting the genetic code. They're openly admitting it's doing that. So I'm sorry, Dr. Tenpenny, you're wrong on that one. Okay. He said, we call it information therapy. He said that at a TED talk from 2017. Here's the link to the video of right out of the horse's mouth. All these Microsoft scientists are saying that it's rewriting your DNA or your genetic code, essentially. And potentially adding a third strain of DNA to your own DNA. Messenger RNA operating system. Now, I'm going to play just one video here from Microsoft. And um, I give you a link if you want to go to that page. and Because there's other videos you can play. But they're, um, some are a little more technical. This one, I think you'll be able to, to kind of get the gist of it. Let's see here. Okay. Imagine a world where we can do computation inside living cells. The problem that we're trying to solve is really trying to have a more sophisticated... These are all top scientists from Microsoft, okay? And notice how the, the, the little fun music in the back. You know, I always do that with the, the, drug, the drug commercials where it's they're reading off all the, the list of horrific side effects like, you know, dengue fever and, you know, paralysis and, you know, the Black Plague and death and, you know, cancer and all these fun, fun symptoms and side effects as they show these little cartoon characters running around with each other in the background playing and frolicking as they're they're giving you all of these horrific things that they're telling you they're doing to you and this is kind of a similar video if you ask me dated diagnosis that can happen automatically inside cells imagine a biological computer that operates inside a living cell so for example it could be used to determine whether a cell is cancerous and if so then trigger the death of the cell so here we're talking about little molecular systems that you yeah, like your own immune system if it's functioning properly wouldn't do the same thing no we have to have little nanorobots running around our system to do that job because our systems are so stupid we're not fearfully and wonderfully made according as what the bible says no we have to have microsoft little nanorobots running around actually dictating what does and what doesn't happen in the body how asinine how plain god can you try to get you know work that run in a test tube or maybe even in a live cell so they're really small the type of work that they're doing is essentially they're trying to sense analyze and control molecular information in this project we're trying to use dna as a programmable material dna is they're going to program your dna and this is the messenger rna substrate that is in all the covid shots that all the main ones okay and again remember that's just one bad thing about these shots there's all the other stuff that i've mentioned too programmable just like a computer and we can and if they can program your dna they, that means they're programming you because your dna is what makes you you essentially and that is playing god if i've ever heard it program a whole range of complex behaviors using dna molecules so we're taking advantage of a phenomenon. and they're turning you into something that's not fully human as well 
because they're programming your DNA, they're changing your DNA. You're not you anymore. And called DNA strand displacement. Now they're showing you your own DNA and now they're inserting another strain, a third strain of DNA on this computer simulation. They're openly telling you that they're installing a third strand of outside DNA into your own DNA. And you're telling me that's not gonna have horrific blowback on a spiritual level? What are you gonna be, a Nephilim? Well, probably. You're, you're not gonna be fully human anymore. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Main thing going on in that day is the defilement of humanity by the fallen angels. Those people, that the, 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 um, the offspring that were being produced, the men of old, the giants, the Nephilim, that the Bible talks about in Genesis 6, they were not fully human. Their DNA had been tainted and altered. It's no different than what they're trying to do in this day. And Jesus predicted this very thing, because as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. We're right in those days. So DNA strand displacement is essentially a competitive hybridization reaction. So it's two strands of DNA that come together, and as they bind to one another, a third strand that was initially bound is kicked off. One issue with like any biology research or, or biomolecular research is that it's always sort of a, a cycle of, of trial and error. You test it, it doesn't work, so you go back to the drawing board and you do that over and over again. And it's a slow cycle because doing experiments just is hard and it takes a lot of time. We developed a language for programming molecular circuits made of DNA. So the programmer would write down a collection of DNA strands and the software will work out how these DNA strands interact with each other and can be used to predict their behavior over time. And this kind of software could, for example, be used to detect and fix bugs in a molecular circuit design before that circuit is built. For decades, biologists had been using chemical reaction networks as a means of describing the behavior of biological systems. So what our technology enables for the first time is that any system described as a chemical reaction network can now be translated, implemented in biology at the molecular level. One of the things that we've done recently, which I'm particularly excited about, is... So it's, it's basically turning us into this transhuman cyborgian creation. A cyborg is a human that is part machine and part human. That's what this is really all about. Uh, that we have created, designed, uh, using our tool, and created experimentally is uh, an implementation of the so-called approximate majority algorithm. At the moment, really, the, uh, the technology is very much in its infancy. It's still very much at the research stage. So most I don't believe that. What we're doing is in... Is well, in this was 2016, too, anyway. ...test tube. An enormous goal will be to have what we're able to do in the test tube also working inside cells. That's a hugely uh, uh, enormous challenge. So this could enable a whole range of biotechnology applications. For example, it could allow us to both detect and treat disease to a level of precision that has not been possible so far. It could also allow us to uh, make new compounds far more efficiently. These compounds could be medicines or biomaterials. And ultimately, it could allow us to make uh, biological computers that operate at the molecular scale. They've already got those. So those are some of their biggest high-level guys at Microsoft. And this was back five years ago in 2016. Openly admitting to this stuff.
Um, DNA is highly programmable, just like a computer, and we can we can program a whole range of complex behaviors using DNA molecules. That was one of the statements from that. Now, <clears throat> this is a previous post I got from a longtime listener named Deborah, and I've read this twice already, but it relates to this, so I'm going to read it again. It's not very long. Listener comment, triple helix D Nephilim DNA possibly in the COVID-19 vaccines. Now, I got this ooh, November of last year, okay? Uh, now that you've referenced, this is Deborah writing to me, now that you've referenced the HEK293 fetal cell line a few months ago. Now, I've re I referenced that a lot. Uh, that's one of the fetal cell lines, the aborted fetal cell lines that's in one of the vaccines. It's the, it's the fetal cell line. Remember the lady I said, the, the Catholic lady that did the research um, and came out with that thing about their, how they're use, have, they have to use more and more abortions for um, more aborted babies for every like 50 vaccines or whatever. Her work on the HEK 293 aborted fetal cell lines is what got her questioning all this to begin with. Okay, so. Going back to the start here. Now that you've referenced the HEK293 fetal cell lines a few months ago, I had I heard some very interesting information regarding that from a Christian constitutional attorney in Washington who is currently leading a class action lawsuit against the state of Washington to stop the unlawful lockdowns and the forced vaccinations. He said that on conducting research on this vaccine, I believe as part of his lawsuit, um, I'm sorry, I lost my place there. He discovered that the particular cell line contained a triple helix DNA, just like they were describing in the video I just played, rather than a normal double-stranded DNA. And he therefore very sternly warned the listeners never to take this vaccine as the DNA will inject us, um, as this DNA it, they will inject into us is obviously non-human but it's hybrid if this is true it confirms what many of us including yourself suspected in that they are trying to infect us with their nephilim dna to make us unredeemable nephilim hybrids as well that's why i keep calling this a kill shot because there's so many ways it kills you Xenogenesis, the term genogenesis, or genetically modified humans. Satan's response to genesis is called xenogenesis. The word xenogenesis means of strange origin. What God created in Genesis, Satan intends to defile. After all, Satan detests all of God's creation, especially man and women, who are the image bearers of God. And this is why they want everybody to mask up, because Satan doesn't like to see everybody's face, because we're created in God's image. It's another reason they want us to mask up and not show your face. Okay. Um, so, like in the days of Noah, oh, there we go, the days of Noah again, we are witnessing a corruption of plants, animals, the biosphere, and, hu and the human genome. This is being accomplished through chemtrails, frankenfoods, transgenics, sex changes, sex change surgeries, transhumanism, etc. But the ultimate defilement involves the mark of the beast technology that will transform men into unredeemable hybrid monsters. Um, I think that's from the book Xenogenesis. Uh, Steve Quayle might have written that. Anyway, that's an excerpt. There's a little graphic there. As, as in the days of Noah, uh, Bill Gates' killer vaccine introduces the first DNA uh, changing COVID-19 vaccines that adds a third strand 
of 22, um, I'm assuming chromosomes with nanotechnology to our DNA. They're just going about it a little bit differently as in the days of Noah. Still accomplishing the same thing though, defiling our DNA. I didn't send you, now I'm going back to the, to the, to the, um, letter that Deborah sent me. I didn't send you this information at the time regarding the attorney because he didn't provide the source for his discovery. I am assuming he didn't want to publicly release too much information from his defense arsenal to use in the court. He is currently in the middle of this lawsuit, and now this is back in November, and he said it's going bad for him and as to be expected when the righteous are battling the B system. And I think I got an update from her, I don't, I don't know, maybe a couple months later, and it, it either he didn't respond or it still was going bad. I kind of forget, but it wasn't good. It wasn't good. However, in light of all these new wicked developments, I thought it would be an interesting piece of information for you to be aware of. God bless, Debbie. Um, so we have that. And then I, I figure, well, I need to keep updating that page on all the COVID documented deaths and injuries. Okay, So I updated it again yesterday and I re-released it on the website. So I posted it and it'll it looks like a new post and it is a new post but what i've done is added to the death count from the last time from like i don't know two weeks ago i've updated it and i've included a little more bonus information at the beginning okay so i give you a link to that or you could just go to contendingfortruth.com you'll see it now granted um it'll it's gonna it's gonna start moving down once i post these audios but it's there it's an updated and it's a one it's kind of like if you could just show somebody one thing, you, you might just want to direct them to that link and say, what do you do about all this? What do you do about all these horrific deaths and injuries that are occurring? Because uh, obviously this kill shot isn't safe. And these are all different reports. I didn't generate one of those reports. All I did is compile them. You know, I, I act more like a liaison than anything else in this ministry. I'm just trying to connect you with the right information that you need. That's all it is. So it's called Updated Bombshell COVID-19 Vaccine Documented Deaths and Injuries Compilation for March 7, 2021. As usual, a total mainstream media blackout on the COVID vaccines, on the COVID vaccines, wonderful results. Obviously, that's sarcasm. And remember, this shot has only been ministered for the last couple of months, and these links are just some of what we know about. Then I give you a link, injured by vaccine, how to report it. And then, before I get into the next little thing, I say, remember, only 1% of vaccine injuries are reported to VAERS, which is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Okay. Even with only 1% reporting, the CDC is openly admitting between December 14th and February 18th. Okay, so that's basically two months. The COVID vaccines have caused 19,907 adverse events, reports of adver adverse events. And typically on average, only 1% of, of these injuries are reported to VAERS. So can we times that by 100? Probably, easily. With millions vaccinated? Absolutely. And again, we're just getting started. We don't know what it's going to be two, three months down the road. That's what Sherry Tenpenny has been saying. We're really going to start seeing the effects three to six months down the road. After they got, and then let's say after they got their second shot. Oh boy, then you're really going to see the fun, the fur fly. The fun fur fly, sorry. Anyway, um, 
including 1,095 deaths, so times that by 100, and then also 3,767 serious injuries. Okay, and you can times that by 100, most likely. And then this is there's a little link there, COVID-19 chemical injection, full list of ingredients. Now, I, I, I'm not saying it's a full list of ingredients. They're saying it is. They're not getting into the nanotech because I believe that's the most guarded secret regarding these vaccines. They do not want people to know that they're being injected with these nanorobots. I mean, it's the fox guarding the hen house. You think we're gonna get an honest appraisal of what's really in these vaccines from the vaccine companies who are desperate for you not to know what you're actually getting, what's actually being done to you by the vaccines? Of course you're not gonna get honesty. Well, these are just the, the reports from like the last week, okay? These are these are the ones that I just added in, not to mention, but the full list is um, there at the website link that I give you. But here's just the ones from the last week. He got a vaccine, had a headache straight after, laid down for a nap and never woke up. Then, army wife reports husband's decline in health after Moderna COVID shot. Then, another whistleblower, another woman's brain lining punctured while being... Uh, nasal swabbed for the COVID-19. That's, and again, that's not the vaccine. That's just the, uh, the test. Next report, whistleblower, 25% of residents in German nursing home died after Pfizer vaccine. Only 25, only killed a quarter of them? Wow. Yeah. Then death, death rates skyrocketed in Israel following Pfizer experimental COVID vaccines. We're going to talk a lot about that. Then Researchers report that deaths from COVID vaccine for Israel's elderly is 40 times greater than deaths from COVID-19 itself. Next report, 12 residents die after first COVID vaccine in Wales Nursing and Dementia Care Center. Then incredible rise of spontaneous miscarriages, stillbirths, and swollen lymph nodes. Then, uh, oh, and people after receiving the COVID-19 jab, and this is all being hidden. So again, it's being hidden. They're not reporting these, most of these, the vast majority of them, to VAERS. Because it's a big satanic system that's all designed to, to perpetuate the cover-up. Then, home health nurse whistleblower says patients are dying after receiving COVID shot. Next report, doctor who mocked the coronavirus vaccine refusers dies days after getting jabbed. Next one, after what's happening, 80% of nuns in Kentucky convent got COVID two days after the vaccine, and three of them died. And, th and this is just a small percentage of what we know. 34 women in U.S. and eight in the United States suffer miscarriages and stillbirths after taking COVID-19 vaccines. Then hundreds of Florida residents report side effects following Wuhan coronavirus. You know, it's just, that's just from the last week. The document's getting bigger and bigger and bigger by the day. Now, I'm going to play that clip from Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, and um, we'll go from there. And this is entitled, Medical Doctor Exposes Mass Eugenics Extermination Called COVID-19 Vaccine. Exposes Deadly Dangers of Pfizer and the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 Vaccines. And, and Moderna, I mean, as well. I mean, this is a well-designed, well-designed killing tool. Language is important. And everything that we say gets totally scrubbed and scrutinized these days. So I think to say it accurately is important. The messenger RNA that gets injected in with this shot co-ops a little piece of machinery in your body called the ribosomes. 
the ribosomes read the recipe. And as it reads the recipe, it makes this protein called the spike protein. That spike protein is supposed to be the same protein that's on the surface of the SARS-CoV-2 virus and is supposed to be at least similar to the spike proteins on the circulating coronaviruses that have been out there for more than 60 years. And so this spike protein, what it does on the surface of the virus is it acts like a key and binds to something called an ACE receptor on the surface of your cells. When that, when that virus takes its key and binds to, this, to the ACE receptor, it opens the door and allows the virus to go in and start to replicate. So what they're trying to do is to develop an antibody to that, that spike protein, protein to block the key from getting into the lock so it can't get inside the cell and start to replicate because the antibody is not made to the entire virus. It's made to a small little piece called a spike protein. So it doesn't behave as the same way an antibody does that is to maybe measles or chicken pox or shingles or mumps or something like that. So the problem is, Alex, is that we are injecting mRNA that has a recipe in it to build a protein to make an antibody against the protein team that is supposed to keep us healthy and keep us from getting sick. Yes. We have no idea how long the protein is going to last. We have no idea how long the antibody is going to be around. We have no idea how long the antibody is going to last. We don't know how long they're going to continue to, the B cells are going to be active. We have no idea because we have no long-term studies. And every single one of those steps makes you susceptible to, to illness for the entire population for an unknown period, maybe the rest of your life. That you may be susceptible to autoimmune disease, shock, allergies, and death. From the vaccine. From something that is supposed to keep you from getting sick. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny joins us. I'm your host, Alex Jones. She's with us for the hour. I really appreciate her coming on. She has clinics in the U.S., clinics outside the United States. She's a medical doctor. She's a great patriot. And she, decades ago, just noticed problems with her patients with vaccines. And it's on the inserts they can kill you or hurt you. And so she began to speak out and, and, and talk about what she saw. And, and now she has laid out really incredible predictions six months ago, two months ago, about what, what would happen once the vaccinations began in England and then in the United States and then in Australia and Europe. And if you go back to those videos, and we'll put her website on screen, you can go see those, it all came true. Uh, you know, it's going to really hurt the old people, going to cause miscarriages in pregnant women. Even the British government says don't give it to above 75 now. But that's an advisory. They still do it. Uh, and so she has said that wait for the death down the road. You think... You think Hank Aaron dying when he got the second shot, them trying to cover that up was bad. You think all the folks you hear about that had a heart attack after they took it, even 35-year-olds, what's really going on here? She's a medical doctor, and I could bring up a lot of points, and I could back her up on a 1,000 areas, but instead I'd like to give her, in the next 40 minutes of airtime, 45 minutes of airtime we have, if you take the breaks out, let her have the floor to give you this emergency presentation this is real it's not her a year ago saying it or six months ago saying it it came true they admit that you are thousands of times more likely to die in israel of the new vaccine than you are of the covid and so to talk about where it came from who's involved with it how we stop it how we stand up uh, uh what's really happening but i know this and i'm gonna let her take over the system the social engineers said in december of 2019 at the u.n meeting in switzerland 
the front line has collapsed. Our doctors don't believe in vaccines. We don't test them. We're told by Bill and Melinda Gates and others what to do, Big Pharma. We're testing directly on the third world. It's illegal. So when their own people did that, boom, in comes COVID to cover up the last big story. You use another big story. And now they're just normalizing. Like Bill Gates said, yeah, you're going to have 700,000 get sick or die. He said that eight months ago. Probably more actually dying. So at one level, they admit it's killing you and hurting you and doesn't protect you. And life doesn't go back to normal once you take the vaccine either, Fauci says. But at another level, if you try to talk about it, you get banned, you get censored. So Dr. Sherry Tenpenny has been censored. She's been blocked a lot for telling the truth. She's a true champion. I admire her. could care less about Hollywood stars or sports stars, but getting her on, I mean, I just get butterflies. She's such a great lady and has been such a trailblazer. So I'm going to try to give you the floor in the next hour. God bless you, doctor, medical doctor, Dr. Sherry Tibbany. been interviewing you for 20 plus years. Thank you for joining us on this Friday edition. Well, good afternoon, Alex, and it's nice to be back. And yes, I think we have known each other. I've been doing this for just over 20 years. It started in September of 2000. I've put well over 40,000 hours worth of research into this over the years. And most recently, in the last year, since March of last year, I've done over 400 interviews, small ones, big ones, international ones, podcasts, radio, television, just carpet bombing the world to the best that I can to tell people the problems with this entire COVID thing between the myth, the myth of the mask, the fraud of the PCR testing, the, um, the horrors that are going to come down the road with this shot, the problems, the psychological problems with the social distancing and the non-touching. I mean, it's a really, really big problem. It's a big mess. And I do have a clinic here in Cleveland, Ohio. I've been here since 1996. I don't have clinics all over the world. I do speak all over the world back in the day when you could travel. But um, I just want to commend you, Alex, because I, I think about you often and all the years that you've had prison, prison, plan, prison planet and you've had, you know, info wars that everybody thought you were the conspiracy theory nut. And here we are exactly living what you've been broadcasting about for 20 plus years. Thank you for staying the course and being strong, no matter what they've been trying to do to you. Well, we'll be back at you. And that's the thing about, I'm not that old, but getting older, my memory remembers something. And sometimes it's somebody else. I know you've put on clinics, you've trained doctors, you've trained clinics. I thought you had, you didn't have a clinic in Mexico. I worked at a hospital in Mexico. I was the director that's of right. a medical hospital there for about a year and a half. So that's sure, probably so, what so, so, you're so, remembering. So, so my memory has it totally failed, exactly. Because we're not like the mainstream. I'm not, I'm not trying to get it wrong, but I don't use a teleprompter, so I get it quite a bit wrong. So thanks for correcting me. So, so we got about five minutes to break. There's so many areas, the cult of the mass, the medical takeover. But let's talk about front and center. Your predictions about it causing deaths, when they take it and later, it's now coming true. How did you know that? Lay it out for us. Well, I've spent hundreds of hours plowing through the medical literature, looking at all of these things associated with this new type of shot. We can't even call it a vaccine, Alex, because it doesn't meet any of the criteria, the legal criteria of what a vaccine is supposed to do. A vaccine is supposed to keep you from getting sick. This doesn't. And in their stated literature, they say it probably won't keep you from getting sick or prevent anything. It may decrease your risk of serious infections and it may cut down the duration of your symptoms, but it in no way says anything about keeping you from getting sick, which is what a vaccine is supposed to do. The second thing is supposed to stop the spread of infection. Well, this this is, they've already said it doesn't do that. It's does it's not intended to decrease hospitalizations and it's not going to lower the death rate because the death rate is already extraordinary 
extraordinarily low because as you know, and I'm sure you've reported on it many times, the COVID numbers about death are absolutely fabricated and we will never be able to sort that out and know the truth. So it's not a vaccine and I'm encouraging everyone to understand the only reason they call it a vaccine is number one, to get billions of dollars of funding, number two, to get the protection of the 2005 PrEP Act as a covered countermeasure as a vaccine, and number three, we have a multi-year, multi-generational indoctrinations that the still, beyond all the work you've done, I've done, and others have done over the last 20 years, people still believe that vaccines are safe, thoroughly tested, which they're not. They think they're going to keep you from getting sick, which they don't. They think they're absolutely necessary, which they're not, and they don't cause any harm, which is a flat-out lie. And so the vast majority of people have been multi-generationally indoctrinated to the concept of vaccine. So when they hear about the COVID vaccine, they think, oh, it's just like another flu shot. Oh, doesn't coronavirus cause the flu? So this is just like getting another flu shot. And if I can get this shot, please stop calling it a vaccine. If I can get this shot or this injection, then I can just go back to normally living life, which you won't. They told you you still have to wear a mask. You still have to social distance. You still have to contact trace. It's not going to keep you from getting sick. As a matter of fact, and I know that we'll talk about this throughout the rest of the show, I have mapped out 10, 10 mechanisms of injury of how when you get this injection, when you get this messenger RNA, or you get the the, um, spike protein that's already been uh, genetically modified and made and inserted into an adenovirus for the J&J shot, When you get this spike protein antibody in your system, it will permanently and irreversibly change your immune system. And and so I've mapped out 10 mechanisms of how that happens. And if I've come up with 10, there's probably more that I just haven't come across yet. Because when I first started talking about it, Alex, I said there were four, which then went to seven. And now I've got it up to 10. And as I continue to investigate and research on the problems with this anti-spike antibody, which is the whole purpose of getting this injection, they're, they're injecting something in you, a messenger RNA or a piece of protein that's going to be, that is the spike protein. The whole purpose of having the spike protein in your circulation is to develop an antibody against that spike protein. In theory, that means the next time that you come in in contact with a coronavirus or specifically the SARS-CoV-2 virus, that antibody should block you from getting sick. Not only does it not block you from getting sick, the antibody itself is going to turn on your body and create havoc and massive autoimmune disease. Oh, not a cytokine somewhere. storm. No, no, not cytokine storm. It's Another autoimmune one. disease. When the antibody itself attacks your organs by molecular mimicry, which we can talk about more as the... As the as well, so, so, okay, so that goes on for quite a long more time. If you want to listen to that, I'll give you the link there. Uh, but I think, you know, again, that just adds to the knowledge base that we're realizing about this kill shot there's another md coming out exposing it then uh, i think it was last week i talked about this utopia show out of um uh i guess that you can only see it on amazon but i think it was it was a britain british made show that predicted this whole thing that we're going through well i'm going to play you a clip from that show right now 
And this is entitled Vaccine Mass Sterilization Depopulation Agenda Revealed on Amazon Utopia Show. And this is John Cusack is the main bad guy that they have tied up and are, are trying to question regarding this vaccine that he made, this group of people did. You've desecrated all of my work. You disrespected science. What the hell did you put in that vaccine? And when this vaccine fails, I'll be the scapegoat. Be creative. So evidently that was the guy that, one of the creators of it, and this John Cusack was the guy that went and made it really, really bad. Does it spark the demand for a vaccine that doesn't work? After everyone in the country is vaccinated. And the world. He'll have murdered millions. Nope, nope, you don't have it. We need to go now before that vaccine ships and more people die. Give a certain percentage of the population a fatal illness and you make sure it's genetic. See, that was the exciting part. You pass it down. So if you have children before you die. Becky, do you have children? How much evil do you have to do to do good? People are driven by the need to know what happens next. Do you want to know what happens next? They're kind of flashing from one scene to another, but we're getting to the point. Her father created a world-changing, not world-ending, a world-changing, world-improving omnivirus. And we have taken that virus and embedded it in the vaccine of the Stearns flu. I knew it. <gasps> I knew it. He created a panic and now everybody's begging for the vaccine. No, 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 demanding it with all the entitlement of a first world country. Yes. And now we have exactly what we want. Hundreds of millions of Americans lining up, offering us their arms and letting us give them our creation. I'm pretty sure when every vaccinated person starts dying, they'll trace it back to undetectable virus or not. You've all been very busy. You're all very sharp. Are you sure none of you would like to come and work for me? No? Better than dying terrible, violent death? Then understand this. What we are doing is far bigger than death. Wait, this virus is not deadly. It looks pretty damn deadly. Tell me this. So in other words, the reason they introduced the, the vaccine and all the overblown garbage was over a virus that really wasn't, and it's very, very akin to seemingly what COVID-19 is. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't want it to be, this unbelievable uh killing force but god probably intervened and made sure that didn't happen it's probably what happened and it mutated and when you mutate it generally gets weaker so when it was in wuhan it was one thing but when it escaped containment and it made it made its way over to the united states it wasn't just the same animal that they really wanted it to be now i'm speculating but that's after I've been eating, breathing, sleeping this for like the last 13, 14 months. Speculating. Uh, but it's, it's similar to this scenario on this Utopia show. What have you done today to earn your place in this crowded world? See, this is the, kind of a glimpse into the mindset of the globalist elite. You would have the, the John Cusack being like typical satanic globalist elite giving you a morality lesson on you know humanity and in whatever warped views that that he deems as um applicable exactly 
everything I do is a cure for our current situation. Wait, how's it a cure if you're killing people? I told you it does not kill. That was the amazing epiphany we had. Now, I don't, I, I believe that what we're dealing with is far worse than what he's describing. Because I've just went over some of the things today, how it, it could kill you and defile your DNA and change you and do all the really it from what he's saying it's just gonna this version in utopia was just gonna sterilize three generations now i'm not saying that's not horrific but that's one of the things this COVID 19 does but it's just one of the many things it does we didn't have to kill to accomplish our goal which is what We intend to stop human reproduction for three generations. Now, I've already went over how it sterilizes you in many, many, many different teachings. And I, and I believe it's sterilizing both men and women. We've given you information on both sides. The busy, endless global assembly line of babies will grind to all. You're sterilizing people? first five years we'll start to see major birth rate declines as teenagers vaccinated today hit their childbearing years you're controlling the future of human civilization is that what they're calling it it's a very nice euphemism for a species that is replicated like a contagion across the planet killing all other species in its wake except things that are cute like puppies or koalas pandas never in history has there been a creature begging for extinction i'm muting that part because he cusses Except us. You hate people that much? On the contrary, I love people. The hell? Why would doing what our government or citizenry is too spoiled or self-indulgent to do? We are saving ourselves from ourselves. Halting overpopulation. Hundred years ago, the global population was 1.7 billion. 2011, it reached 7 billion. And he starts cussing again, so I'm just going to stop it. Um, but um yeah you can i want to it only goes on for like another minute but i i think you've got the gist of of the mindset of you know people like bill gates and these types uh then i had a listener send me this uh and i i had seen it but um it's this more about dolly parton and it's a listener comment dolly parton pushing the covid 19 kill shot again Dolly is insulting and belittling and says you are a coward and stupid. Essentially, a coward and stupid if you don't get it. I'm going to play the clip for you. And she said, hi, uh, Dr. Scott, sending you this video link in case you haven't received it yet. Dolly Parton pushes the vaccine. She even makes a cringy song by changing the words Jolene to vaccine. You'll hear it. I'll, I'll let her sing it for you. This witch from the pit of hell. I'm just going to, and boy, I tell you, she really gets busy real quick. It's not a very long clip, but man alive does she do a lot of uh, of um, selling for Satan. Dolly Parton is certain, certainly old, so she should understand the vaccine program poses special risks to her and other elderly people. Dolly Parton is certainly not smart and should not be made aware of the desired policy is not to resuscitate people with learning difficulties. And she don't care about any of that. She's a Satanist. Well, 
we've heard a lot of very serious things about uh, the so-called pandemic and vaccines. Uh, let's get on to the BBC. Five billion pounds worth of uh, pure propaganda machine. First it was Shawadi Wadi, and now it is Dolly Parton. It's me. I'm finally going to get my vaccine. I'm so excited. I've been waiting a while. I'm old enough to get it, and I'm smart enough to get it. Smart. So, so in other words, if you don't get it, you're dumb. You're stupid. Very happy that I'm going to get my Moderna shot today, and I wanted to tell everybody that you should get out there and do it too. I haven't changed. And most what? likely, she got her fake Moderna shot, anyways, which is typical with these people at that level. Songs to fit the occasion. It goes, <clears throat> vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Because once you're dead. Then that's a bit too late. So in other words, if you don't get it, you're going to die. Even though it's the exact opposite that it causes. And not only that, but the implications to soul-damning death are also there, as we've highlighted over and over and over. But she's not going to want you to know any of that because she's of her father the devil and of his lust. She will do. And he was a liar from the beginning, and so is this witch. I know I'm trying to be funny now. I'm dead serious about the vaccine. Yeah, you are dead serious. I want serious. to get back to normal, whatever that is. And that would be a great shot in the arm, wouldn't it? Oh, get no back pun to intended. That. But anyhow, I just wanted to encourage everybody, because the sooner we get to feeling better, the sooner we are going to get back to being feeling normal. better. Yeah. So I just want to say to all of you. Just remember those reports I just read you and all the other reports I've read you subsequently about the deaths and injuries and all the horrific things that are happening. But to her that's feeling better Howard's out there don't be such a chicken squat get out there get shot well there we are uh, I could tell by the expressions on a few faces around me here in the studio that uh, people were reacting to that utterly appalling piece by Dolly Parton many people laugh at this they regard it as a joke they regard it as the BBC being silly but of course what the BBC is doing is trying to sway people of a certain era who can remember Dolly Parton's uh, singing efforts uh, to take her advice to take the vaccine so this is very dangerous manipulation of the public mind on the back of a five billion pound propaganda machine but I just wanted to make sure that people understood what she had to say so let's dissect what came out in that short piece uh, well of course it's all about her whoa hey it's me uh, she's very excited to get her vaccine she's been waiting a while she's old enough to get it certainly is she's smart enough to get it well we could discuss that but essentially um, does she understand that the vaccine program has special risks to elderly people people in her age bracket does she understand the risks I don't think so but of course she's not going to push that across to the public she's simply there on behalf of the BBC to sell vaccines um, so she's not smart and the other thing of course we have talked about is that the British government tried to get a policy not to resuscitate people with learning difficulties so to be very 
precise about this. If you're not very smart, the British government was looking that you died off under the pandemic because you weren't going to be resuscitated. But uh, Dolly Parton, of course, knows nothing about this. Uh, she says she's going to get a Moderna shot today and she's going to tell everybody that we should get that shot as well. Well, the first thing to say is what does Dolly Parton know about vaccines and why should we pay attention to her? Well, of course, we shouldn't. Uh, then the little song came out. Um, and uh, I find it very interesting. She says, because once you're dead, that's a bit too late. And she emphasised the word dead. And then she chuckles. So this is all a bit of a joke to her. Uh, so she's pushing out the fear of death. That's what this clip is about. And she clearly finds what she's doing amusing. So I think this is pretty sickening. She won in hellfire, though. Uh, she says she's dead serious. That word was emphasised. If you listen to the clip again, she's dead serious about the vaccine. And we all want to get back to normal, whatever that is. And that would be a great shot in the arm, wouldn't it? So she's unclear about what normal life is and spreads the idea that we can only get to some form of normality if we are vaccinated. So, of course, that is complete spin and propaganda. Uh, I just wanted to encourage everyone, because the sooner we get the feeling uh, we get to feeling better the sooner we are going to get back to being normal so what is she saying she's spinning the truth here to suggest, suggest that most people have been feeling ill well the reality is of course that the overwhelming majority have never felt unwell at all in the whole of this pandemic so if we analyze this clip it is about uh, information which is clearly untrue and designed to affect the way that people think. So I just want to say to you cowards out there, don't be such a chicken squat. Get, get out there and get your shot. So this is pretty insulting to the public. If you have caution about the vaccine, uh, she's calling you a coward. Uh, she doesn't want to talk about the risk. And then she's comparing people who've got uh, concerns about the vaccines to hen squatting in submission to a rooster. That's what the chicken squat is about. But uh, we'll end it with this because this is Dolly Parton and she was singing. I'll ask uh, Alex to comment about this. We can't sing in the churches because singing spreads diseases. But this was Dolly Parton singing in the BBC clip. But when she gets her vaccine, miraculously, She's in a mask uh, and she's certainly sub, uh, in a submissive pose to the vaccine. And of course, this isn't the BBC. This is real people have put this complete nonsense uh, on the BBC's channel. So just remind people to think about the people responsible. Uh, Tim Davy here. Uh, we've got Charlotte Moore at £370,000. She's responsible. And we've got Francesca Unsworth. So if you understand why we're picking this up and why this is so important to pick the BBC up on this type of stuff, um, it's the people that you want to be going for, not the BBC. It's the people responsible. Um, uh, so we have that nauseating piece from Devil Parton. Uh, then we, along the same line of thinking, <clears throat> this is from the Huffington Post, so this is from Satan. Dr. Francis Collins, director of the National Institutes of Health, appeared on a popular evangelical news network this week to present a Christian case for the COVID-19 vaccines. Now, can you imagine, after all that I just covered, just in this one study, that you that 
somebody would try to present a Christian case for this when the thing is absolutely totally satanic. But no, they're still they're still doing it as a public health official who played a key role in aiding the vaccine's development in a quote Christian himself, right? Collins urged fellow believers to be part of the largest vaccination effort in US history. Quote, this is love this is a love your neighbor moment where we all have a chance to do something not just for ourselves, but for everyone around us. Just everything out of their mouths are lies. Collins said in an interview with the conservative evangelical Christian Broadcasting Network, which was published on Thursday. So Christian Broadcasting Network, totally on board as well. Loving your neighbor means signing up to take whatever vaccine is available, according to Satan. Collins suggested, including including the newly authorized Johnson & Johnson single-dose vaccine, which some pro-life activists have targeted for being for uh, targeted for being developed using cell lines linked directly to a 1985 elective abortion. Like they all are. They're all cultured from aborted babies, and all the leading candidates are, and you have to have more aborted babies in order to keep perpetuating the vaccines and cell lines, as we just covered. Then he says it's up to individuals to sort out through the morality. I mean, why would there be anything to sort out? Just that one thing alone should be enough for no Christian to even consider ever taking it, even if you died, even if it was the means by which you lived. I'm not going to take a vaccine cultured off an aborted baby. And if that would mean I died, then I die. Then it was God's will, you know? But it's the exact opposite. It's actually going to be the means of your death. And, and only God knows what it's going to do to you on a spiritual level. And how it's going to write your DNA. I mean, <laughs> so um, at the same time, people should realize that they're not going to be able to go to a vaccination center and pick from a menu of vaccine options he added. So in other words, just, just I just saw something from Fauci saying, just take what vaccines you can get. Don't 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 try to be choosy. Just be be happy. Be thankful that you, you're you're going to get this kill shot and shut up and take it. Then he goes on to say, I would be reluctant to suggest that anybody just wait until they get one they like, because that might be a be waiting a while, and in the meantime, people can still get. Oh, I know, because people are not. I tell you, the people that are getting the shot, they're not getting sick. They're fit as a fiddle. So look at all the kill look at all the deaths and injuries that have happened. They're fit as a fiddle. They're loving it. And even if they even if they are apparently okay for now, only God knows what's happening to them internally and what they're gonna look like three or six months from now or a year. Who knows? As an NIH director, Collins is in charge of the largest supporter of biomedical research in the world and also acts as an infection infectious disease expert. Dr. Anthony Fauci's boss, um, a former atheist who embraced Christianity in his 20s. Oh, he really embraced it well, too. Collins has spent years trying to bridge the gaps between the scientific community and the evangelical community. He's the founder of BioLogos, which is the devil, that, devil organization that we've reported on over and over, a faith-based uh, advocacy group that promotes the idea that science and religion are compatible. Oh, isn't that wonderful? During the coronavirus pandemic, Collins has been working to convince fellow believers to take 
COVID-19 seriously, follow public health protocols, and now to get one of three available vaccines as soon as possible to please your master Satan. I threw that last part in, sorry. Then, President Trump tells his followers to go get the shot. So he hasn't repented one bit. Same as his NAR, spiritual advisor, evangelical team, tells the church. President Trump, in his speech at CPAC, once again told his followers to get the shot. He made it very clear again on his position on receiving the vaccine. However, this is not surprising considering he is one, the one who started it with all the Operation Warp Speed agenda. In this agenda, he assigned a million-man military army to give kill shots, pressured the FDA to approve those first vaccines, and told everyone that the vaccines are great. He often expressed just how precise the technology was that is involved with the kill shot. He also stated very clearly that these types of vaccines have never been done before. He also said he had the virus and was miraculously cured within a few days by medical treatment he received. The evangelicals that are partnered with President Trump are also encouraging their congregations to do the same. Samuel Rodriguez, president of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference, signed the statement to tell Christians to partner with science and to take the jab. The article states, to date, the statement has been signed by 2,500 Christians. Among them are theologians N.T. Wright, and I think it's this bio. I think it's this biologos uh, thing that we just talked about from that Collins guy. Um, it's been signed by 2,500 high-level like ministers. Among them are theologians N.T. Wright and Richard Mao, and the presidents of several seminaries, including Mark Laberton of Fuller Theological Seminary and Michael Leroy of Calvin University. I just find it so insane that what I was warning about everybody back in that 14th city tour in 06 about the avian flu, that has become the linchpin moment to separate and truly to separate, I believe the sheep from the goats, the, the, um, the evil from the non-evil pastors. Because that it's really where the rubber meets the road. If, if you're for this, you're for Satan. And I don't care if, if you're deceived about it. You have access to the internet, Pastor, just like I do. If you're in America, at least. I know not all pastors do. But this is, I mean, I think this is only going on at this level in, in more educated countries. More, more countries like Europe and, and Canada and um, America and these places. I understand there's exceptions. There always is. But this seems to be the, the really the thing that's that's really made it obvious. Who is on team Satan and who is on team God? And before you might not have really known, but now you should know by whatever stance your pastor or your church is taking on these issues. Signatories also include Lisa Sharon Harper, a popular writer. <clears throat> <clears throat> writer and activist while good old paula white said do not delay god i declare no more delays to deliverance from the covid 19 no more delays to healing and a vaccination end of quote so she's of her father the devil and of his lust and of his work she will do she, that's that's trump's main spiritual harlot jezebel advisor paula white which we've reported on many times then good old cindy jacobs one of the heads of nar new apostolic reformation stated that wrote this guidelines for your personal reflection and intercession thank the lord for a quick innovative medical answers the, the sudden need for vaccines therapies and cures has highlighted new and forgotten medical approaches 
Existing research possibilities are being fast-tracked to clinical trials. New clinical tools allow us to see the viruses and gene splicing allows us to re-engineer DNA. Thank you, Jezebel, Satanist, Luciferian, Cindy Jacobs, one of the leaders of NAR, New Apostolic Affirmation, which are all the same ones that were saying on Sid Roth and all these other shows that promote that, that Trump was going to get in for a second term. And when he didn't get it, when he didn't get reelected, it doesn't, doesn't matter. He's going to be there. He's going to get in on, on inauguration day. That didn't happen. Now they're, now they were saying, no, he's going to come back March 4th. That didn't happen. We're going to get into that a little bit. None of their predictions ever take place. So that's, they've, over and over and over, they prove that they're false prophets. Over. But as a dog that returneth to his own vomit, the people just keep going back and ignoring all the other false prophecies. Because there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know? Well, they seem so sincere. They seem so nice. And they want to never deceive me. Don't, don't ever underestimate what man or woman can do to deceive you if they're under the power of Satan. Don't under, ever underestimate that. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I tell people, don't put your trust in me. Put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. That's it. And this witch here is just a great example of that. She actually said that they're developing new clinical tools to allow us to see the viruses and gene splicing allows us to re-engineer DNA. So you won't be you anymore. The God-given DNA that makes you you, we're going to re-engineer it according to Cindy Jacobs. And that's a good thing. And you're telling me these people aren't closet Luciferians? I'm not saying anybody's telling me that, but I'm just saying. A lot of people that follow them would. Thank the Lord for Israel and their medical technology. We're going to look at Israel real soon. Watch Israel. Research there has, has and this is still Cindy Jacobs, there has an approach that will treat multiple flu viruses with a simple pill. Well, if that's the case, I don't know why they're shoving the vaccine down their throat so hard. Eliminating the need for less effective vaccinations. <laughs> well, that's not happening there at all. Two other evangelicals wrote an article. This, this article in the Washington Post by two evangelicals said that, quote, and at the same time, we can express our love for our neighbor, especially the sick and elderly, by reducing the chance that we might inadvertently pass along the virus that could kill them. Oh, the humanity. The men on the rooftop took a risk of, at best, looking like fools or at worst, falling through an unstable roof. That was the parable the gospels but they loved their friend and wanted him to get to jesus we don't need to make ropes or tear up roof tiles to love our friends and neighbors all we need to do is to get a shot if this isn't the most sick nauseating satanic drivel garbage i've ever heard i don't know what is how they're trying to twist the gospels to conform them to their satanic wants and needs all we need, all, all we are asked to do is get a shot. As evangelical Christians, we should all hear the challenge and say amen. Something that has a 99 point whatever, 85 or whatever percent. And that's like, if we even believe all their line statistics, survival rate. 
It's all about defiling our DNA and getting that kill shot in us. That all that matters. It doesn't matter how many lies they tell. Kim Walter thoughtfully answered those questions and makes a powerful biblical case for taking the vaccine here at this whatever. There's a link to that. On the Evangelical Association website, evangelical leaders noted that the body of evidence for vaccine is adequate to not only get the vaccine, but to encourage others to do so. Read more of our latest survey. Show me one major ministry anywhere. Show me one major ministry that's against this shot, that is calling it out for the satanic lies and garbage that it is. Show me one. I don't know of any. I hope there is one. Do you, do you see they all lie in, in, the, in, the, in the hands of the wicked one? All these ministries, you may have been on the fence about a lot of these different ministries over the years. Well, you don't have to be. Look at what their stance is on the vaccines, and that, t- that should tell you all you need to know. If they're for it, get away from them and expose them. If they're against it, well, then look into it further and see where they're, they're at. Going further, it says, what is transhumanism? We must remember that President Trump installed the 5G across the world in 2020 and before. If it wasn't for this great achievement, we wouldn't have the surveillance to roll out the vaccine, transhumanism, or robots loaded with weapons for our near future. (laughs) That's right. Because the 5G is integrally related with the vaccines and all the nanotech in the shots. And the transhumanism agenda, because you're not going to be fully human once you get the vaccine. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't life grand? So where does that leave the non-vaxxers? We have a whole bunch of people out there who do not want this technology or, or aborted fetal parts in their system. Many true Christians believe this goes against God and his word. Just look at something real quick. Okay. Um, so where does that leave them? Well, the world we are now in is causing us to be considered a virus to humanity by not participating in this agenda. Since their beloved president is telling them all to do it, they feel like that we are now the evil people who will not participate in this agenda when they themselves are actually the part of that evil process now. They, they, there's going to come a day when they that kill you think, think that they're doing God's service. Can you see how that might happen now? Might might all might all hinge on this kill shot. President Trump is a globalist and has partners with the UN and his agenda for eons. President Trump um, will make the non-vaxxers their agenda will make the non-vaxxers criminals in the near future unless there's massive pushback and God intervenes. They are presenting it to society that we are not loving thy neighbor. That's how they're doing it. Okay, so that we know, you know, their whole agenda. Well, regarding all this, Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's always good advice. And then this was from, this actual post was from um, uh, June night. And she had a thing at the end here. How to talk to your family about the vaccine when they do not understand the technology involved surveillance. And now the problem is these videos are just gigantic. They're, they're, they're enormous. But I give you the link there and I just don't think that's the way. You're not going to get somebody to watch a four hour video to convince them not to get it. Unless they're extremely patient. 
but I, I post the link there. Okay, um, I'm totally out of time, and I God bless you, and we will see you in part three.